Buenos dias, Mission Street. Ramadan Mubarak. This is our first episode of the Rorschach Venezuela Update podcast. Every week, we'll share the most important things happening in the country, keep you posted on events in Venezuela. So grab your coffee. Here we go. Two weeks ago, the Venezuelan government blocked the AstraZeneca vaccines that were offered by the COVAX mechanism to Juan Guaido. Guaido is the president in charge who's authorized by the international organizations to access sanctioned funds from the country. After that, Delcy Rodriguez, Maduro's vice president, announced that they made an advance payment in order to access the COVAX vaccines. News comes just as the country has registered an increase in cases, reaching an estimated 1,300 daily infections detected and around 15 daily deaths from the same cause. First-line health personnel state that less than 50% of them have received the first doses of the vaccines against COVID-19. Venezuela has one of the lowest general vaccination percentages in the region, reaching less than 1% of the population to date. Pretty low number compared to countries like Brazil, which has already reached 11%. It has not yet been detailed what will happen with the money that Juan Guaido has access to or how the vaccines will be distributed within the country. Despite these figures, Maduro's government has immunized 95% of Cuban medical personnel in the country against COVID-19 with the Sputnik V and Sinopharm, Russian and Chinese vaccines, respectively. Conflicts between Nicolas Maduro and Juan Guaido have delayed the vaccinations for more than 20 million people in Venezuela who are already victims of a diminished economic and health care system. This has been denounced through campaigns on social networks where people both inside and outside the country have to carry out financing campaigns for their family and friends affected by both coronavirus and other diseases when the cost of hospitalization or medical treatment is unpayable for ordinary citizens. Although the mobility within the country is restricted due to multiple factors, such as lack of fuel, closed domestic airports, and citywide curfews, Venezuelan international airports continue to offer connections to the Dominican Republic, Turkey, Panama, and Mexico. In recent days, it was reported that upon arrival, each passenger must undergo a mandatory PCR test at the airport with a cost of $60 that will be added to the final cost of the ticket, regardless of whether the passenger already had a test performed in their departure city. The Maduro regime announced that the Venezuelan passport will now be valid for 10 years. Previous identity document has presented a lot of difficulties for Venezuelans both inside and outside the country. Previously, with a cost of almost $200, the Venezuelan passport was valid for five years and could receive up to two extensions with a duration of two years and cost of $100 each. As of the 15th of April today, adult Venezuelans are able to request their new passports be valid for 10 years with the possibility of requesting a single extension for a duration of five years. In addition, there's an option of requesting the document with 32 or 48 pages. Requests can be made through the institution's website. According to the official Gazette, the document should be delivered in a time not to exceed 30 business days after the request. A brighter note, Venezuelans outside the country continue to make people talk in a more positive way. This is the case with Ramiro Guevara, a Venezuelan designer whose work Luz de Malaga will be the official image of the 24th Malaga Film Festival in Spain. Ramiro Guevara lives between Venezuela and the United States. He presented his work and was the winner 
among more than 120 participating pieces through the online contest opened by the festival. In addition to being the image for the festival, the work Luz de Malaga will receive a prize of 3,000 euros for being the winning piece. Congratulations, Ramiro. Also, the Venezuelan filmmaker Ben Armand has been named as one of the 184 winners of the John Simon Guggenheim Memorial Foundation Fellowship, selected from a pool of almost 3,000 nominees. This award is given to outstanding personalities within the area of development. In this case, Jorge Thielen Armand's outstanding career in filmmaking earned him the award, which has almost 100 years of history. Among the outstanding Venezuelans who have previously won this award are figures such as Alejandro Otero, Jacobo Borges, and Rafael Cadenas. The writer Milagros Matagil and her husband, poet Juan Manuel Muñoz, were arrested for sharing an article on their personal networks where they criticized the presence of the Attorney General of the Republic, Tarek William Saab, at a massive party which was prohibited by the state because of COVID-19. Although the arrest was no longer than 48 hours, the writers were charged with hate crimes against Tarek William Saab. This decision marks a precedent for the freedom of the press and communication within the country, and some fear that regulations and censorship in the national media will be more focused on social networks now. Keeping with social networks concern, the Minister of Communication, Freddie Nanyet, announced that he will present a bill for the regulation of social networks. This comes after his account was suspended for 30 days when he shared information about the use of caravantvir against COVID-19, a drug created by the regime that has not undergone any clinical study. Yanyeth announced the project because he believes what happened was an act of censorship against the regime of Nicolas Maduro. In Apure, between Colombia and Venezuela, the armed forces of the Venezuelan state have recently clashed with Colombian guerrillas. The apparent execution of four individuals set off the alarms. The government said that these people were terrorists and guerrilla members, and because of that, were executed by the armed forces. However, witnesses at the scene stated that the deceased were farm workers and that they were assassinated by the FAES, FIES, the elite force of Maduro. The NGOs in charge of human rights exposed the events, and journalists traveled to the region, which resulted in three of them being arrested. After being held for 25 hours, the journalists were released. However, the press was informed that the communicators and photographers had not been detained, but had been sheltered due to the explosion of a landmine in the area, which resulted in the deaths of two Venezuelan members of the armed forces. Tension in the border state has caused more than 1,000 people to flee from Venezuela to Colombia as refugees in the last week of March. These numbers were most recently updated by UNHCR on the 5th of April. These people joined the list of more than 140,000 recognized Venezuelan refugees by UNHCR who are in Colombian territory. Russia has reactivated its air connection with several countries. Venezuela is one of them. In addition to Germany, Syria, and Sri Lanka, Russian airlines will travel with a frequency of two weekly flights to Venezuela, expanding the countries with which it has direct connections by air. This resumption of flights coincides with the new agreement signed between the governments of both countries, in which they agree and pledge to carry out exchanges in finance, energy, commercial, military, food, and health matters. Although the government of Nicolas Maduro did not report the details of the agreement, he assures that to a large extent, these agreements are created so that Venezuela can face the consequences of the sanctions of the United States government. That's it for this week. 
you like the show, make sure you share it with your friends. Let us know your thoughts, ideas. Tell us about upcoming events that we may want to announce. Leave a review. Tell us about them or send us an email at podcast at Rorschach.com. Have a great weekend. Hasta la próxima.